Once again, I'm speaking with Nielsville's district administrator, John Geyer, and uh, the Nielsville School District recently held a school board meeting on Monday, as well as their annual meeting that night. Uh, starting with the regular school board meeting, you know, the usual items were approved, uh, donation and things of that matter. But one thing that uh, was discussed were some building projects that the district would like to complete over the next few years. So could you uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I sure could, Riley, and thanks for having me again. Um, we've been taking uh, a real close look at our facilities. We've had uh, different uh, folks coming in, experts coming in, looking at uh, uh, what possible projects we should be looking at to keep our buildings safe and updated. Uh, as uh, many people well know, we have buildings that were built all the way back in 1954, uh, uh, 1968, 1974, 1999, but uh, aging buildings do need uh, maintenance. Uh, the, so what we've looked at doing is is getting people in, taking a look at, at what really needs to be done, and then putting together a list, and then prioritizing that list. And so we came up with about a three-year schedule to try to get some of these things done. And the 21-22 schedule, a lot of that uh, project is going to be some HVAC uh, work for both heating, uh, ventilation, and air conditioning, or all three of those things. Um, those will be some big ticket items of uh, about $1.2 million for each of the projects in the elementary and the high school. But it will include uh, putting in air conditioning and centralizing all the, of the heating and the uh, uh, air conditioning units, which will be a savings for us over time, and provide a healthy uh, learning environment for kids. A lot of the things that go with that project, uh, as, as long as we're doing those projects and have some of those rooms uh, uh, being uh, constructed for those projects, we are also looking at doing uh, ceiling upgrades and uh, lighting upgrades uh, in those buildings as well. And so that would be the first year of the project. And so at this point, uh, our project managers are out getting bids uh, for the different projects, and uh, the board will be looking at those bids as we move forward. All right, very good. And uh, at this point, too, I think we should probably mention that with those building projects, um, this is, uh, they will be done with money that the district has. It's not being, um, there will be no referendum or anything like that, correct? Right. There has been a tremendous amount of planning by administration and the school board of, of, uh, being able to set money aside uh, over time to to handle these projects that we knew were going to be coming up. Uh, the federal dollars that uh, we did receive, and we, we will probably talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the annual meeting, but the federal dollars that we did receive were allowed us allowed us to operate uh, with some of those dollars. Uh, the district was very aggressive in, in using those dollars and putting uh, state and local dollars as set-aside uh, funds to do these projects. So uh, I think we are in pretty good shape financially to uh, do these projects without having to go to referendum, which is uh, uh, really a, a credit to our board and the planning that goes in, uh, the long-term planning that goes into these things financially. All right, excellent. And then, uh, you know, shifting gears here a little bit, uh, as we've mentioned, the annual meeting, of course, was also held Monday night after the regular school board meeting. And uh, I, the tax levy was approved by uh, the board as well as the uh, Nielsville residents in attendance. So could you uh, talk a little bit about that, please? Sure. Uh, the, the budget proposal uh, was approved 16-0 by the folks that uh, attended that meeting, and I want to thank all the folks 
that attended that meeting. It is, is, it is an important business meeting of uh, the entire district where everybody has a vote on what goes on and, and get some updates about uh, the past year and what we uh, look forward to in the uh, upcoming year. Um, the uh, levy actually uh, that we are looking at would be an increase in levy, and the reason for that is uh, a couple things. One, we are a declining enrollment district, uh, like most rural districts, and this, the district wealth is measured by how much property value there is behind each student. So they take the property value of the entire district, divide it by the number of students that we have, and that, and that gives us a, a value per student, and that's what our general aid or our state aid um, is based on. And state aid really is a property tax reduction system. So poorer schools get more state aid, and that's the way that uh, that, that funding system works. Well, even though um, we do not, uh, uh, we, we didn't become a much wealthier area, we did. We do look wealthier because of the declining number of students being divided into that property value. So that reduces our state aid a bit. Another thing that reduced our state aid this past year is, uh, again, we were very aggressive in claiming those federal funds and using uh, and and set aside. Uh, being able to set aside our lo more local funds so that we can do these building projects uh, and maintain the programs that we have here. So with because we did not spend as much of those local dollars, that reduces our aid the following year. So as we uh, increase those payments uh, in the next three years, as we go through these building projects, that aid will, will come back up again. But that is why there is a proposed increase in the levy. I think the important part to remember, though, is none of this becomes official until after October 15th. We do not have any final numbers yet from the state of Wisconsin that we need uh, in order to actually know exactly where we are uh, with revenues uh, for the 21-22 school year. We will know that after October 15th. We will get our new values per, uh, uh, for the district uh, in property value. We will have our, our official student counts done, and we will know exactly how much state aid we will get. So please be watching uh, in the middle of October. Uh, we will have a, a meeting later in October to set that levy once we have all that information. So uh, uh, folks should be watching for that. All right, excellent. And then we should point out, too, that um, uh, Nielsville, compared to other area district, uh, actually does uh, quite well in terms of the mill rate. It tends to be, uh, or it is lower than most districts uh, around. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we do, it a, we do a comparative uh, of what the Nielsville tax rates are uh, for the school district and what the state tax rate is. And we also have a list of about 22 schools that we compare to in our area. And on average, Nielsville residents pay about $2 less per $1,000 of property value uh, than uh, the area schools that we measure and uh, in the state of Wisconsin. So uh, I've always said that, uh, you know, our board does a wonderful job and um, our, our residents get a pretty good bang for their buck uh, having a uh, such a low tax rate. Uh, a real key to that 
uh, lower tax rate is we are a zero debt district and there are very few districts in the state of Wisconsin that have no debt. Uh, and by the, by the uh, long-term planning that we did financially to do these building projects, we believe we're going to be able to do a lot of those without uh, any debt as well. So um, we, we try to be very conscientious uh, of the folks in our area and provide the very best facilities uh, and education we can for our kids. All right, excellent. And then another, <clears throat> excuse me, another thing I just wanted to uh, touch on as well. Uh, this was something you discussed at, at the annual meeting is regard in regards to um, revenue caps. You know, the state of Wisconsin kind of changed how state aid is figured for school districts. Could you uh, go over that a little bit, please? Sure. Uh, in 1992, uh, all. Prior to, prior to 1993, the way that districts uh, were funded is this way. Uh, the school boards would decide what programs they want to offer and uh, uh, what they might want to spend on building and those type of things. And then they set their levy based on those priorities. In 1993, when Governor Tommy Thompson was uh, governor of Wisconsin, he uh, instituted what was called revenue caps. And there were some other things that went with that. But what, how that was established was this. Each district took what they spent in 1992 and divided it by the number of students that were enrolled in 1992. And that gave a value per student. For districts that were low-spending districts in 1992, their revenue cap number per student was significantly lower than high spending districts. So that created an inequity right away where some districts get possibly 2000 or more dollars per student than low spending districts. Nielsville has always been a fiscally conservative district, even back in 1992. So in 1992, when revenue cap limits were set per student, our revenue cap number per student is significantly lower than the state average and certainly much lower than the, high, um, the higher spending or higher revenue districts in the state. One of the things that uh, Nielsville has always been a member of is uh, an association called the Association for Equity and Funding, and that is an association that is, uh, works legislatively uh, and actually uh, in the early 90s uh, uh, formed a lawsuit against the state about uh, the inequitable funding of schools. We continue to work on that, um, and it continues to be a problem where uh, some districts are able to generate significant more revenue per student based on those revenue caps uh, compared to others. And neighboring districts, uh, there may be neighboring districts where one uh, district is getting $10,000 per student and the district right next door might be getting $13,000 per student. So those inequities are in place. Uh, it is something that I believe, uh, I've always believed, needs to be worked on because uh, the opportunity that kids should be able to get should not be based on the uh, zip code where they live. Um, every child, uh, by the Constitution, for, in public for public education, uh, deserves an equitable opportunity 
And uh, we will continue to fight for that and uh, continue to do the best we can, even though we are considered a low-revenue district. All right, that sounds good. Um, is there anything else then, anything else you'd like to uh, touch on in regards to uh, the uh, items from the annual meeting or regular meeting or, you know, with the school year just uh, kicking off yesterday? Well, uh, you know, I, I want to thank the people that came to the annual meeting. I want to thank our, our community for their support. And really, uh, I, I want to ask for everybody's patience. You know, we all believe that we would be beyond covid uh, by this time uh, and have a, a normal school year. Uh, however, um, you know, we are right back into um, doing everything we can to try to keep kids safe. Uh, but that is going to include, uh, we know, some positivity rates. We know that that's going to include some close contacts. And so I just ask for everybody's patience. Uh, as we go through this, uh, again, the the health and safety of our kids are, are a tremendous priority for us, um, and we want to do everything we can to, to work with the health department to keep our kids safe and provide them uh, not only an education of the mind but an education of the heart. So uh, we continue to work on that, and we just ask for everybody's patience uh, as we work through those processes. 